Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand podcast. I hope you're ready for the Loans On Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Luke Shankula here. And Matt and Shane asked us to put together something for the audience here. And so I figured what I'd do real quick is I'd walk through our, uh, basically a brief overview of the sales process that our clients use, our loan officers use uh, to convert leads at a high level. Uh, the, the ones that listen to us and actually implement and put these things into, into play convert at a high level. And so I just want to quickly run through a brief overview. We're not going to go super, super deep. It's just five, 10 minutes, uh, but it'll give you some insight as to how to sort of frame the way you approach your prospects. This is obviously geared towards loan officers, but it's going to apply uh, to anybody who's who's taking uh, cold leads, uh, anybody who needs to, to convert cold leads, right? Because these it's sales, right? It's sales is sales. You just have to learn how to adjust sales to you know each different medium. Obviously, cold cold leads like Facebook is going to be very different than you know referral. So you know the approaches are going to be a little bit different. But here, anyway, let's just go. Uh, so first things first, loan officer sales tips, and let's just go ahead and move on. So real quick. First thing we wanted to talk about is closing cold leads is a process, right? You know, if you're a marketer, if you're a loan officer, real estate agent, whatever you are here, um, you need to understand that it's a process, right? And so many times I talk to loan officers, talk to real estate agents, talk to to um, to even marketers, and they're like, oh, my people aren't closing, this, that, and the other. And you start to ask, you start to delve into what is going on, what does their process look like? And, and quickly you find out that there is no process. There is no system. There is no step-by-step process that they take each and every single one of their prospects through. And so that's the huge disconnect, right? Generally, what you're going to be looking for is someone who has a process. So if you have a process in place or you, or, or, or you don't have a process, but you, you need to put a process in place, that's all I'm saying, right? And so being able to close cold leads is the key to infinite growth. Uh, however, like I mentioned, it does require putting a process from A to Z that was not taught to you when you started the mortgage business. And so it's a sales process. There's no magical ready to buy lead. Shame on marketers. If you're a marketer, looking at you, if you're a marketer and you're promising these leads that are gonna close themselves, BS. We all know that the people that are, are winning are the people that have a good process, good follow-up, they have good sales skills, uh, they have good follow through, especially for industries like mortgage and real estate where the sales cycles are so long, six, eight, nine, 12 months, 18 month sales cycles. It takes time and it takes patience and it also takes a system and a process, right? So it's a sales process. We know this because this is how all our top producing loan officers view the process and how all top producing loan officers in general view the process is the number one factor that differentiates our thriving clients and those that are struggling to get by. Um, and so one of the biggest, again, disconnects is loan officers or real estate agents thinking that they just, if they just get more leads, they're going to close more deals. That's not always true, right? Because if you're, if you're throwing a bunch of leads into a broken system, what you're going to get out is broken results. You're not going to have the consistency of follow-up, right? There's the persistent professional, right? So like, uh, prospects are going to honor someone who's persistently following up with them because people are busy. People have jobs. They have families. They have things that they're doing. And if you're not 
being persistent, if you're not following up, if you're not holding them accountable because they've, they've expressed interest. And so if, if you're not talking to them, if you're not following up with them, if you're not, hey, are you free? Hey, whatever, you're still interested, whatever it is, like you need to, to, to be there and you need to be bugging them, right? And not bugging them, you know what I mean? But uh, prospective clients, so let's talk about a little bit about their mindset, right? Prospects see mortgage ads every day, especially once they've clicked on one, they're gonna see a million others, right? That's how the algorithms work. As soon as they click on one, they're gonna see a million others. Even if yours was the very first ad they clicked on, they're gonna see a million others that day and that week. So realize there's, there's a lot of banner blindness and things like that that happen. And then they don't convey any real value, but chances are you could still serve them, right? So the ads are really just to get people interested in whatever it is that you do, right? So in our case, loans, right? We're, we're looking for people that, that, that may qualify for a loan that, that have an interest in loans. And then it's your job, it's your responsibility to go after them, get them, talk to them, and advise them into what they need to do next, right? And so the best prospects don't generally shop. Most people, most uh, consumers are gonna go with the first loan officer they talk to. Same thing with real estate agents. They're gonna go with the first person. That, yeah, maybe if you're getting a refinance, you know, they're, they're maybe more apt to go out and find, uh, you know, comparables or whatever. They're going to go find some different quotes. Um, but even then, if you, if you serve them at the highest level, if you, if you have a good game plan for them and you're not just trying to sell, 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 but you're actually trying to advise and, and show them how they can, you know, build more wealth or show them how they can, you know, do this now and then refinance in the future. So they're actually getting, you know, a better, better uh, bang for their buck. Uh, that's huge. Right. And so, if you have a good process and you're, and you're good at the sales process as well, then you're going to generally get that first, that buyer to go with you or that seller or that refinance to go with you. And every step of the process from the ads, to taking the application, to pre-approving, to getting the contract needs to be dialed in for the client to say yes, because they're looking, they're looking for any chance to not trust you and to not say yes, right? Because Humans, psychologically, humans do not like change. They do not like to do big things like this. So they have this misconception in their head that, oh man, buying a house is hard. Getting a mortgage is hard, right? I need 20% down. I need, you know, 800 credit score. I need X amount of money per month in, in income. Otherwise, that's not gonna work, right? But the consumer doesn't know. The consumer doesn't realize that there's 3% down, 3.5% down programs, sometimes down payment assistance programs, right? They don't necessarily need an 800 credit score. They could have a 620 in some cases, maybe a 600, maybe a 640, depends on your company, right? And so realize that the consumer doesn't know and you have to treat them as such, right? They don't know. And so you need to have your process dialed in. Do not use techno babble, which means don't start talking about PMI and all this kind of stuff. Like that's something that you worry about later down, down the road. You tell them you maybe you have some credits, maybe you, whatever here, this is why we're the best. Uh, give them a couple little snippets of, of maybe what you do for them, but do not get deep into rates and credits and stuff like that until you determine if there's a real need and that you can actually serve them, right? Because that's, what's, that's what people are trying to avoid is the salesperson that's pitching everybody and everyone that walks in. That's not, that, that's not how that works, right? Not everybody qualifies for a mortgage, so you don't just pitch them the mortgage. It's like, what is it that, that happened in their life that makes it right now is the time to buy? And that's actually a great question that you can use in your script. What has happened in your life that makes right now the right time to buy, right? Instead of saying, you know, why are you buying a house? Like you're actually asking them in a different way, that same question and getting them to actually to open up there, right? So real quick, pre-call routine. This is huge. Obviously on top of tactics like speed to lead, having a good script, stuff like that. You're not gonna ever close anybody if you get on the phone and you talk like this. Hi, my name's Luke, and um, you know you just put your inquiry in, and no one, 
no one's you're not going to sell anybody that way, right? And so you have to ensure that you're you're happy, that you're that you're trying to serve them, that you're excited, and and it makes it makes a big difference. And I know it sounds just like whatever, but it makes a big difference, right? Positive indifference. People can tell when you have commission breath, when you're desperate for the sale, all these things. So need to realize that this is you're you're getting on this call to serve to 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 not just serve, but to determine whether or not it even makes sense for this person to move forward, right? Maybe they have some issues, right? So, so determine what that looks like, right? Because people tend to buy with, uh, they make a decision with emotions, but then justify with logic, right? So we're really trying to uncover some of the emotional reasons why they wanna buy a house, why they wanna refinance, and you can leverage that also in the sale later on, right? Prime yourself, do breath work, listen to music, What what is, however you can get into state, stand up, put, do a power pose, right? These things are going to really improve the quality of your calls. Right, smile, be happy. You know, everybody's heard these things. Mirror your leads' behavior, full value listening, all of these things. But people forget, right? They they forget the value of these things. They jump into a call. And another cool tactic, and and a, a lot of our our clients have actually brought this up, is what what they'll sometimes do if they have any call reluctance. What they'll actually do is they will they'll actually call either the the leads that look more qualified. Or they'll call maybe a referral lead type of a thing first. Like when they're gonna sit down and do their dialing for the day, they'll, they'll call the ones that are most likely to be a good conversation first, because then that, that sort of removes that friction of the, the call reluctance and allows, allows you to just get the momentum going because momentum is a powerful, powerful tool. So just kind of quickly walk over the six steps to a perfect sale. Uh, obviously, this is kind of a framework. Um, I'm not gonna give you word for word on what, what you need to say. We'll quickly walk through it. We got intro, rapport, frame, goals and obstacles, pitch perfect, and close, right? And so first one, intro, just really quickly talk about, hey, Luke Shankula calling from whatever, whether it depends on what you're doing as far as the angles for the programs. Uh, a lot of times we'll do some benefit type programs where we actually have our loan officers that are giving credits back to, for certain angles like first responder, healthcare professionals. So, hey, we're the healthcare, the healthcare, giving back to healthcare professionals program. That tends to work a little bit better than saying your company name first um, because then they, they're just connecting what, what they just saw with what you're saying, right? So there's congruence. There's congruence in that statement when you're starting uh, by mentioning the program that they talked about. Hey, you know, you filled out a, you know, you filled out our form on our Facebook post. I try to stay away from saying ad. I just say post you know, form, you don't say survey, you know, questionnaire, just, just be careful with, with putting red flags up in, in your, your uh, prospective clients, uh, or your prospects minds, right? So, you know, so, so just think about that, right? Introduce yourself, say, hey, you know, you just fill that out. Do you remember doing that? Or, hey, you know, I don't wouldn't necessarily even say is now a good time to talk because you're giving them an option to say no, you're giving them an option to, to be a brush off objection. So just kind of ask, you know, Hey, you just fill that out. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, and then start building rapport. Hey, I just, I see you have a 619 number. You're from San Diego. Oh, cool. Yeah. I live in San Diego too. Where do you live? Right? So you're, you're basically building rapport by commonalities, right? Using commonalities, using, you know, the biggest things you want to kind of avoid obviously are politics, religion, things that are going to cause controversy, but how do you how do you break the ice? How do you sort of connect with someone right away, right? And this doesn't have to be a long-term thing. It doesn't have to be 5, 10, 15 minutes. This is a two, three-minute conversation, whatever. Just break the ice, get past, stop trying to like jump in and just jump down their throat and try to take the application. There's, there's different ways of doing it. You know, we have some loan officers that are very direct that just go straight to the point. They don't really build rapport. They're just, hey, you know, get in, get out type of thing. 
Um, I'm a big fan of, of kind of building that rapport, building a relationship, uh, building because because what ends up happening is if you build that trust up on this call, it's going to be much easier for you to get docs back and actually move forward versus just pushing through getting an application, but then never hearing from that person again. Because what's the point of getting a bunch of applications if you can't actually close the deals, right? So build that relationship, set the expectations, things like that, right? Rapport, frame, hey, here's what we're going to do. I'm a loan officer. You know, this is what I do. I sort of set the situation. We're going to talk about these certain things. I'm going to ask you a few questions. You know, what is the conversation going to look like? Because you don't want to get stuck in the rapport phase because we've had other people as well who, hey, built great relationships with, the, with their clients, talk to them 30, 45 minutes, not even clients, prospects, 30, 45 minutes, and then they're not getting the app. And they're not closing deals. And you wonder what's going on. Well, they're, they're becoming friends. They're giving too much information away. You have to keep this aura of, of curiosity as well, right? So you're framing it. And then after that, you go into your goals, your obstacles. You know, what is it that you're looking for? You, you know, what are you looking for at this point, right? Two bed, three bed, four bed, two bath. Why are you looking to move? Oh, we're having a kid. Um, you know, we want to downsize. What are, whatever the reasons are, right? So you're starting to figure out. And in this area, you want to dig deep, right? You want to understand why these certain things are what they're wanting to do, right? Oh, I want to downsize. Oh, why? Why do you want to downsize? Uh, oh, because my knees, I'm getting older, my knees hurt. You know, so so you're getting you're getting into more of the emotional why behind it versus just the surface. Oh, well, I want to move. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the next question, right? There's there's a difference between interrogation and digging deep, right? And so you know, just asking questions to ask questions without actually seeking to understand doesn't work either, right? So uh, so go through goals. What are they looking to do? Where, where are they looking to buy? What areas? Price points? Uh, monthly monthly payment amounts? Stuff like that. Next thing is obstacles talk about hey are there any obstacles that have held you back from buying a house oh yeah well i have a 620 credit score and they said that i couldn't buy a house or i don't have a 20 percent down uh you know things like this and, and you can start to break some of these myths or some of these objections and, and instead of calling it like problems you call them obstacles because that doesn't again the negative you don't want to put negative thoughts into your uh prospects minds right in this case obviously be the doctor the, the whole point of this is you know a doctor doesn't like walk into a room and say Hey, you need an FHA loan, right? They say, hey, or, or you know, do you, you need open heart surgery. He's like, well, doctor, I came in because my knee's hurting, right? Like, you don't do that, right? So you can't do that with a, a prospect here either. Like, oh, well, you need an FHA loan. Well, what if they have, you know, $100,000 saved up and they have an 800 credit score and, you know, they're probably better for a conventional, right? So you have to understand first before you uh, prescribe. And then pitch. Pitch is essentially where you sell them on the different, hey, based off of everything you talked about, it's probably best that you're in an FHA program. We have three, three and a half down program, uh, you know, especially if they've told you they have that amount saved or if they have 20% down. Okay, well, hey, you know, maybe the conventional works. We also have the FHAs, but it probably makes more sense to do conventional. It depends, right? You, you need to be the advisor and, and understand their specific scenarios, right? So you're setting them up with what is it that they might qualify. Hey, we also have these down payment assistance programs. We can see if, they, if you qualify for them. Um, and then the final thing, right? The last step, and a lot of uh, salespeople forget this piece is the ask. You have to actually ask, and you have to closing someone doesn't count until you've heard no once, too, right? So realize that like the close, if someone's brushing you off, like you have to understand if you find if you think that the person is qualified, then you need to push through some objections potentially, right? If someone is actually interested and wants to move forward. They're gonna understand that they have to do, you know, pool credit. So the next would be like, all right, so the next thing, the next steps is that we gotta go through some income, we gotta talk about your income, your assets, and then we're gonna to have to get, you know, pool credit, 
Oh, I don't want to pull credit. Well, you know, uh, okay, cool. Uh, why don't you want to pull credit? Oh, we'll I have a bad credit score or whatever. So you, again, you, you should figure out why it is that they're asking. And you can a lot of times break those objections as well. Oh, well, I don't want to pull my credit because I, I don't want my credit to go down or whatever. And it's like the people that are serious realize that they have to get a credit, uh, credit report pulled in order to actually buy or refinance out. So you have to understand why they're, they're resistant to that. Maybe they're actually just tire kickers and they don't want to buy or they both don't want to refinance. Or maybe they just are worried that their credit score is going to go down. Maybe they're worried that they're not going to qualify, right? Maybe they're worried, whatever it is that they're worried about, uh, try to figure out why, why that is, right? And so you can get past a lot of these things. So again, you have to ask recommendation from our, from my side, from, from our top producers, take the application over the phone. We have had people that have sent the application via the app, highly not recommended. Some people have seen success with that, but in general, it is not what's going to get you the best results. Take the app over the phone, set expectations, getting deals to the closing table, right? Getting docs back, setting the expectation on the call when you expect docs back. Hey, you know, the next step is, hey, we took your application. The next step is we need to get these docs back to see if what we actually qualify for, you know, see if, see if it makes sense. Uh, so we're going to need these, this list of things. So, hey, within 48 hours, can you get this over to me? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Is there any reason why you wouldn't be able to get us these docs within the next 48 hours? Oh, well, I don't know if I can find that. Da, da, da. But again, you're trying to set expectations. A lot of times what people do is they take the application, don't set expectations, and then they get mad because the, the client's not sending them the docs. Well, you never set expectations on what's expected next. You know, what's the next step? Defined next step. That's a huge piece in sales, whether you're a marketer, loan officer, real estate agent. What is that next step in the process? If you don't define a next step, the likelihood of that next step happening is very low, right? So what is that next step? Make it easy for them to submit docs. Don't make it a nightmare. One of, our, uh, one of my mentors um, talked about his mortgage process recently. He said it was a nightmare. He said the loan officer was asking for certain things. The underwriter was asking for different things. They had multiple different portals. How can you make this process simple? Again, you can lose the sale. You can take the application. You can get docs back and you could still lose the deal because you messed something else up along the line, right? So just be very clear with what is your processes and, and outline that. And setting them up with a killer real estate agent that can get them into buyer agency, right? You want someone that actually knows how to get people into contract as well. So, you know, not all real estate agents are, are made equal, right? And so uh, you need someone that, that's a strong salesperson that can, you know, uh, start giving them, you know, listings and stuff like that that are available, but also that can get them out shopping, that can get them, uh, you know, motivated, but that can also put together a good deal so that it gets accepted, right? Skipping parts of the process can make it more difficult to gather your docs. So again, building rapport, setting expectations and anchoring that commitment. We talked about that. So, and again, hope this helps. Got any questions? Let me know. Peace. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Matt, for uh, hosting this thing and uh, giving away all these goodies. Thank you for tuning into the Loans On Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. The Loans On Demand podcast.